Welcome to the Wisdom Club podcast, where we talk to inspirational business leaders in our community that inspire us to lead a life full of wisdom and build a business as worthy of our wildest dreams. I'm your host, Leo Chen. I'm a tech entrepreneur, real estate advisor, and investor located right here in sunny coastal Orange County, California. And the goal of this podcast is to expand your mind and share what's possible. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Wisdom Club podcast. And um, I'm super excited today because I have my good friend, Mike Gugarte here. Um, we've uh, uh, met recently, uh, you know, in person for the first time after I've been masterminding for, wow, gosh, years. And so uh, super grateful to have him in my network and super grateful to have him here today. He's a wealth of knowledge with over 20 years in uh, uh, real estate uh, business. And um, I'm just uh, super excited to what he's going to share with you guys today. Uh, without further ado, um, I'll give you Mike Gugarte. Leo, thanks for having me on. It's, it's a pleasure. Like you said, it was, it's, uh, it, it's, it's awesome to be here with you after, after knowing you for as long as we have, we've known each other and finally meet and now on a podcast. So um, again, thanks for having me. Um, and yeah, I just wanted to, you know, uh, talk a little bit about what, uh, you know, a couple of things that, that, you know, realtors or we as agents uh, should do more of that we don't really do as much as, you know, in our industry. And, and part of it is we're not taught or we're not, it's not talked about much. Um, one of them is, you know, investing, investing in real estate. You know, we help so many people buy properties and invest in properties and you know, it's crazy how many realtors just don't do it themselves. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you. And uh, those are super uh, big topics. You know, um, I think um, it doesn't get talked about enough. And, uh, you know, which is why I wanted to have you on so we can talk about these things. Um, for just for context, um, can you just uh, give us just a, a general background on, um, you know, aside from being in real estate for uh, quite some time, what area you're from, and then uh, what's your sure. business structure, and that uh, just gives us some background. Okay, sorry about that. Yeah, um, I'm from the uh, really Miami, Florida, uh, Florida area. Um, I work Miami-Dade County and Broward County, um, born and raised in the area also. Um, before getting into real estate, um, I worked with my brother. He owns a construction company, and we did mostly commercial construction. I got into real estate. We did a few developments together, uh, me as an agent um, and him as a, as the, as a developer. And um, I had, I have my broker license. I was a broker for a while. Um, and then transitioned back to being an agent, um, was a manager for a company for eight years. And now I'm back to being an agent and have a team. And I'm also uh, investing personally. Um, and then uh, I'm involved in other organizations, which is another thing we'll if we have time, we can talk about on uh, advocacy. So. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I just uh, appreciate being around you because I've, you know, seen you, you know, grown and, um, you know, a lot of, a lot of people enter our mastermind with a lot of frustrations, you know, they're like, oh, this doesn't work. This doesn't work. How do I, I'm, I'm plateaued. I can't do this. I can't do that. I don't have enough time. You know, business is driving me crazy and all that stuff. And I love, I love watching, you know, people over six months or eight months or a year uh, to a point where they're like, oh, you know, this is how, you know, real estate should be done. I wish I had, 
you know, gotten into a group sooner that we can um, do all of these things. And to see those kind of things come, come to fruition is super exciting for me. We're all growing together and uh, we've been able to see each other grow. And so I'm, uh, I'm happy to have that. And so, um, but uh, you have a super interesting, um, you know, background and is your, your, uh, you are from born in uh, South America? Uh, no, my, I was born in Miami, actually. Oh, you were born, born in Miami, Miami, right? I was born in Miami, um, which is interesting because very few of us are born down here anyways. Um, most people are from somewhere else. Um, just like my parents. My, my father was born in Cuba and immigrated here um, uh, in the 60s. And my mother was born in Nicaragua. And she was actually studying here and they met while she was in school and he was uh, in the Navy actually. So, um, and then I was born a couple yeah. years after that. Yeah, yeah. and so, so um, you know, you and I talked a little bit about you having a lot of experience growing up, you know, going back and forth, you know, uh, between countries and things like that and have family and things like that. And so you speak uh, Spanish fluently and, um, you know, that's very, very helpful. Um, I've. I've learned that if I could speak Spanish in our industry, like it's a huge, huge leg up. Um, and so, you know, it's good to have you because maybe sometime I need to lean on you on some things uh, <laughs> Spanish related. Um, and then how did you, so you you worked with your brother in commercial and he was a uh, he was doing uh, contracting work and um, and you were doing part of that more on the sales side. Is that kind of how you kind of entered the, the, the industry? Well, I entered the industry, um, really got started on the, on the residential side with the goal to, get, to move over to the commercial side um, at, the, at the time. But yeah, working with him, I was basically running the, the back office for him, all the administrative stuff mm -hmm. and helping him with, with that part of the business. And he was the contractor. And then I decided to get into real estate, learn it, um, transition into commercial so we can start doing our own development which we did until, you know, 2008, which is what, you know, the, what all realtors, everybody in, the, in real estate, the defining moment when, when a lot changed for a lot of us. So. And so, so yeah. then at that time, um, you know, uh, with it being down, you started moving toward the, the position you are in now, you know, which is, uh, you know, residential real estate, uh, sales, um, but also, of course, uh, you're interested in the uh, investment side, so branching out into that as well. Right. I mean, at, at that time, if you remember back to 2008, everything stopped, especially on the commercial side, mm -hmm. you know, on, on the banking side. So there was no, there was no building. Builders weren't building. There was nothing. Right. So I had to transition to residential. And really, that's what got me started uh, doing a lot of short sales and then also having a lot of investor clients. And it, um, after a couple of years, I was like, wait a minute, I can do this too. And that got me started on, on the whole investment side. I see. I see. So 14 years later, you've kind of, you know, uh, been knee deep in all the residential, you know, sales and also investments. So um, super awesome. Um, so let's, let's talk about what you're uh, starting to mention earlier, which is, you know, investing in real estate. Um, how, uh, how should how should the average agent think about this? They should think about it as, as an opportunity. I know that traditionally, uh, a lot of us, a lot of agents think of it as, a, as the investor is the anti-agent, like the enemy, because, you know, when we think of it, it's, hey, they're lowballing us and they just want things. 
but it's it's not really that it's it, we have to understand that they have to run a business and in and they need to and in running a business they they need to make a profit or they need to answer to investors and there's a reasoning why they they offer what they offer our job is to help find the right deal for that and you know that that's as an agent but you know we also should, should think about as real real estate agents you know we have a lot of advantages that we also should can be, can be investors and invest and for me when I, when I think of investments and investing, I think of it as an opportunity to improve my neighborhood. Because whether you're buying to flip, you're fixing the house before you sell it. If you're buying to rent, you're gonna make repairs or, or certain repairs to that property so you can maximize the rent. Or, and and um, either way you're doing it, you know, you're, you're improving the property. You know, the big elephant, yeah, we're, we're gonna make money, um, and which is why we're, we're in the business. And, you know, but beyond that, we're also serving the community because we're providing, we're improving um, the home, a place for them to live. We're providing a place for them to live, a better place for them to live. Yeah, I, I think, I, I think the same way. I think um, um, investors, you know, you can love them or hate them, you know, but they are extremely efficient. You know, they're efficient in their, in their, and how they uh, fund the property. It's they're efficient in how they find the property. They're efficient at how they fix it up. They're efficient about how to get their, get, get, get the dollars that they, they feel like uh, they can get for it. And they're going to push that envelope uh, where on the other side, you think about uh, realtors and general sales are very inefficient, <laughs> Right. Inefficient, meaning like they don't have the process. They're just, they're usually, you know, uh, uh, people first, right? So they spend a lot of time talking and it's very, very inefficient when you're just gabbing and, you know, you know, I, building relationships is one thing, but like when you start like going to their parties and doing this and doing that socializing as part of your, you know, business building, um, then it can be very, very inefficient, right? So they tend to leave everything off on the side you know, while they, you know, try to make the sale, uh, but then they feel like making the sale means, oh, giving gifts and showing up birthday parties and, you know, going to the club or something like that, right? So I, I just see that as like, it's on the, uh, on the other side of the spectrum is very, very inefficient. And not everybody's like that, of course, a lot of people are very, um, very uh, professional and, um, and build, a uh, build a relationship uh, you know, just because I don't go party and get drunk with you doesn't mean I can't be your agent, right? right. <laughs> you know, so so I think uh, maybe there some people may not uh, may not know that or think that, but um, but I that's the two ways to kind of think about it is that um, we we don't we don't hate on them. We just know that hey, they're being very efficient. Obviously, they think they can find a property for that price. Obviously, they think they can do it for a certain price. I know I've talked to so many investors. And their renovation costs, price per square feet, varies so much. Mm -hmm. Like you could be, you know, I don't know about you guys' market and the price per square feet there, but like we can range anywhere from $200, $200, $250 a square feet, all the way up to like $800 a square feet. Yeah. It depends on who you talk to, right? You know, and so uh, they must figure that they're going to make their money one way or the other. But uh, but everybody's uh, all the all the investor situation are very different. So they really want to go after only specific things, specific neighborhoods, specific duplexes, or specific you know 
down to the year. Like, we, I don't want anything, you know, built after 1960 or, you know, something like that, you know, so very, very specific. And, um, but, but talk, talk to people about why they should, realtors should invest in real estate. Well, I, I think two reasons, right? It, it's, a, it's, a, it's a way for us to build wealth outside of just, you know, helping people buy and sell homes. But also, you know, we should be leaders of the community. I mean, I see myself as a leader of my community um, as a realtor, and we should be an example and uh, to others around us and, and also know how to do it so we can help other people. I mean, it's, it's great if I can help you buy a house, and, and, but if I can also advise you on how to build more wealth, I have more value to you. And so, you know, it, it, it improves everything. It improves your family, your lifestyle, the neighborhood, it, it, it just, you know, it trickles down uh, to the community. And so I think that's why it's important. And, and we should learn it. I mean, we, we've been given a great opportunity to learn this business um, and to help other people buy and sell. You know, investing is not that much different. We have a lot of advantages, a lot of investors, which they have. Yeah, I, I, talk, I talk a lot with um, not only my clients, but also associates about you know, the spectrum of clients we possibly have. And, uh, you know, uh, we're taught like, uh, you know, buyers become sellers, right? And so um, I've extended that, you know, renters become buyers, right? Then buyers become sellers and then sellers become second home buyers or investors, right? And I've had, you know, so many clients that uh, they bought their first home they have a you know young daughter maybe you know in their late teens or early 20s in college and say hey when i buy my home i'm an example to my daughter to my son that they're next right they're going to they're not going to wait till like like me 20 years to buy a home like now that i see that it's possible what it took to get here we're going to set them up for success you know right away so that they can own their own homes so we're extending that legacy um, but on top of that, just showing them, you know, the education of a, uh, which I'm constantly doing, hey, what do you, you know, you're not looking to move and anything like that, but what about, you know, putting something down on an investment that could, you know, grow for you. And right now, you know, the minimum you can get a two bedroom for, you know, in our market, for example, you know, 400,000, 450, and then rent it out. I know you don't know how to do it, but I've got resources. I'll help you. I'll help you do it. That's what you want to do. Um, and here's how you would win. You would win, you know, by the time that goes by that the equity you're going to earn. And then at some point you're going to get some passive income. Um, and then you'll have a safety net too, some, an asset that's, uh, that, that you can rely on, you know, down the road. And somebody else is paying your mortgage for you. You know, I mean, I can't, you can't think of anything else that, allows you to do that you can't buy a car and do that right uh you so can. so uh it's one of those unique assets that um i think people should always consider as part of their portfolio of some sort if they have a portfolio and, uh, and if you're in the real estate industry and you don't have that as part of, of your portfolio it's almost uh, you know to be the blunt is then why'd you get a license in the first place yeah because yeah. You know, like somebody told, a mentor told me a long time ago, you could be rich helping other people buy a property, but you're only going to create wealth if you start investing. Yeah. yeah. So, and, and that's how wealth is built is through investments and, and real estate's a big part of it. 
uh, something I saw the other day was, um, you know, Bill Gates is rich because of Microsoft, mm -hmm. but he's wealthy because he's also one of the largest landowners in the United States. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, a lot of agricultural land, if I understand it correctly. Yeah, a lot of agricultural land. Yeah. I mean, you can go down the line, you know, mm -hmm. um, uh, everybody, you know, uh, will own real estate because of all the advantages. I mean, there's nothing else that gives you all those advantages, you know, of, of equity, asset, land's not going away. It's, you know, you, you, when you own it, you own it, right? And then all the tax advantages that the government gives you, like what other, like the government's not going to give you a, you know, a, a tax cut because you bought a car, no. <laughs> right? <laughs> but when you buy a house, like you can, right? And yeah. so, uh, so, so that's, I, I think uh, if people knew, more about that, um, you know, uh, they can they can save and make more money, you know, down down the line. Uh, so uh, so I agree with that. So uh, tell tell me about this advocacy for local government. Well, here's one thing that that started for me. This journey started about a year ago. Is I joined an organization, um, uh, and if it's okay, I'll, I'll mention the name. Um, sure. It's a National Association of Hispanic Real Estate Professionals, and I'm on the board. Um, and I became a government affairs director. And like a lot of people, I didn't want to do it because I, I was like, I don't want to be political. I'm not, you know, I don't want to get into politics. I don't want to do this. But what I realized is it's not really about politics. It's not about red or blue or purple or, or whatever. It's about having a seat on the table and being a voice, right? And being a voice for your customers. And one of the big things right now is we have a, a housing crisis or, or an affordable housing crisis. And you know, how do we create more housing that's affordable for teachers, uh, you know, um, frontline workers like in, in nurses and, and uh, police and firemen, you know, because everything's getting so priced so high. And you know, who's who's gonna advocate for that? You know, and and really it should be us because we know the stories. We we talk to them every day. Um, one of the things that was a big eye opener. Um, with one of the senators in my state, we had a call and we were talking about, and I talked about one of my customers and, and the fact that they were first time home family and they had an FHA and they were getting beat out and they, there was nothing available. And it was really interesting how, and it wasn't the senator, it was somebody from their office. The questions they started firing back, firing back at us and they asked as many questions as we were, as I was asking them. And we got to the point where, hey, we need to communicate more because we want to know more what's happening on the local level, what the cities are doing, because they're more, you know, they're on the federal level. And, and we think they know, but they don't. They only know what's happening on the federal level. And one thing I realized by advocating, and I don't mean doing that because, you know, we have NAR that does that. FAR takes care of the state. I'm talking about the local level because really the, the laws that impact us the most happen at our city council meetings, right, With, through zoning. And, um, and, and, and those things and, and being, you know, being involved in that, at least at the very least, knowing what's going on or showing up to a meeting to, to voice what you, what we know as experts, right? We're real estate experts. If they want to put a, 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 a townhouse development down the road, you know, we're going to have people that are not in my backyard, but they're not thinking about economically and they're thinking okay i have my home i don't want that there but what about the other people that are looking to find a home that don't have a home that have to rent instead or there's not enough 
you know, they, they need a place to live. We need to put them somewhere. Does it really make sense for them for it to go? We need to advocate for that as long as it makes sense for, for you know, for our communities. Yeah, I, I've experienced that myself here because, uh, you know, I, on, on this show actually had, uh, had, uh, had our uh, city mayor, you know, come on and, uh-huh. and talk about, and actually she came on before she became a mayor, she was a city council. And then when she became a mayor, she also came on. Um, but uh, to, to just talk about, you know, um, what's going on in the city that she's dealing with. And same thing, I think every city probably in most of the metro uh, counties uh, in the country are all dealing with affordability and stuff like that. So it's not just California and New York anymore. No, it's it's it's, a, it's everywhere, and um, and a lot of those local things do are are decided, you know, by the city council about uh, they because they have to approve whether a certain development has to go up and what it's zoned for and and things like that. A big battle in our our uh, city here is over a veterans cemetery, you know, for, for, for the veterans. And it's, they've been going at it for the last, you know, five years as far, as far as exactly which site to settle on. And, uh, you know, the, the, the residents want this and then the government wants something else uh, for whatever reason. And um, so there's been a lot of fight back and forth. So I do, you know, understand a lot of that, but affordability, uh, affordable housing is uh, is a big deal for for everybody, and um, so. But I, I will say, this is one really quick uh, story. I think people appreciate is is um, I talked to one of the lenders, and I just happened to catch up with her and say, hey hey, how's it going? How's your week going? And things like that. And she goes, oh, it was awesome. Today, you know, we closed on a proper, you know, closed on a loan for a client. And um, we got her a home uh, for $600,000. And she put $5,000 down. And we're, and I'm like, you did? Like, how did that, how did you make that happen? And she goes, well, it turns out that she's a frontline worker and uh, they, I found a program for frontline workers to be able to put $5,000 down uh, on a loan, you know, to be able to do that. And, and, and so we closed on it and I'm just uh, super happy because, you know, that's one win, <laughs> you know, for the little guys, the people who are having a hard time. Um, and then um, I said, and the kicker here is that, you know, she's a nurse and she didn't even, she didn't even have $5,000. She borrowed the five thousand dollars from her mom, so literally she put nothing down, and now she's a homeowner, right. right? You know, for very little bit, very little bit of money, right? And so, um, so I just want to share that story because people out there who might be having a hard time, you know, finding a home and things like that, like keep looking there. There's, there's, uh, there are things out there to help you, you know, you know, even even just a good realtor you know, can help you, you know, to, to just guide you through and give you a path and give you a plan to be able to do that. You know, so, uh, so, so I, I think, uh, you know, I totally agree with you. A- anything that we can do to do that, to, to help people uh, is a benefit to all of us, you know, because yeah. we don't want to have people not being able to afford homes. You know? no, at, at, at the very least, um, know what what's going on. Like, I would challenge everybody to to go to a city council meeting. Just sit in there. You're going to hear some crazy things, but don't just sit and, and see what's going on and find out what's going on in your community. And if you want to speak, you ask permission to speak and you just prepare a statement and say it. Um, I've been to one and, and a couple and 
um, you know, then you get invited to be on a committee. And that's totally up to you. They ask, why don't you be on the housing committee? You have a lot of good ideas and you know what's going on. And, you know, that's something to consider to, to getting involved or, or find an organization like, like the local board and, and, and get on their government advocacy or, or something to, to be involved because these decisions are going to be made whether we're involved or not, right? So we might as well have a voice in, in the decisions that affect our customers yeah. um, and our business at the end of the day. Yeah, it, it is. It is our business at the end of the day because, um, you know, uh, housing overall it impacts everybody. What happens to your neighbor? What happens to your neighbor happens. You know, can happen to you, and it can all you know come around. Um, so, yeah, and and even just an idea has changed. Like, there's something that I think it um, it started actually. It, I don't quote me on this, but I think it happened to Mecula. And one of the organizations, they they had 20 people show up to a city council meeting and only one spoke, but 20 people, I mean, it's, it's a lot. I mean, it made a big impact. Yeah. And one of the things that they did was they were able to get a, a commercial zone, an area that was zoned commercial. And they were able to change the zoning to allow them to put multifamily on there yeah. and, and do apartments. So, I mean, that's a little win, that's a little thing, but, and and I know that in other places are, they're, they're doing similar things. But just changing that zoning just created like, you know, another, you know, 50 to 100 um, uh, homes, units, apartments for, for 100 families uh, yeah. to move into. Yeah. So, and so so obviously that's one one way to kind of help the situation. Another way is being a realtor, you know, helping educate, you know, people like, hey, uh, you don't need 20%. If you waited till you save that 20%, you're not going to be able to afford it anymore. <laughs> you know, and, right. I mean, how fast can you save up, you know, that much money? And by the time, you know, you, 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 you inflation, you know, uh, well, home prices went up 23% here in our County, right? Like you're going to make 23% more in a year, you know, to keep up, like, just get your foot in the door and you'll figure out later. And you'll, once you have an asset, yeah. uh, you know, that then, then it tends to give you uh, more uh, security and things like that to, uh, at some point when it appreciates enough to be able to move up. Right. That's how a lot of, I, I get asked all the time because I work here in, you know, coastal, uh, coastal uh, cities that, you know, have a lot of luxury properties. Like how does somebody afford a $6 million, $8 million home? Well, they started with a, you know, a $300,000 home. Right. Right. And then, uh, you know, after, you know, 10 years, they, uh, you know, got a bigger home and then, you know, their income improved or they started a business and then they were able to add on top of that and use the asset to be able to either put a collateral on it for a business loan. And they, you know, did that and the business did well. And then they were able to have good income and more asset and be able to buy a bigger home or a second home. Right. Well, and that's, that, that's yeah. how you do it. Well, yeah, there was um, down here, for example, I had a customer for about 10 years ago, about $150,000 um, townhouse, um, was single, got married. Mm -hmm. um, and then his income improved and he bought that with a $20,000 down payment. And when he sold that 10 years later, he had $120,000 that he could put towards a new house. And with the wife and, and, you know, and a couple of kids and, you know, he needed a bigger space. He doesn't buy that if he doesn't have that townhouse, you yeah, know. And, and he, he had an income with his wife, so they were able to afford something in the five hundred. So they got a, a nice home in the five hundred thousand dollar range um, between the two of them because they had that money there, right, and, and sitting in the house. 
I mean, people talk about it all the time, right? They made one decision to change their whole, you know, exactly. life down the road. And, and that's how people ask me that all the time. Like, well, that's how they did it. They're not anything special. They just made a decision to like, just get in the door. Right. Yeah. So um, awesome. Um, so uh, tell us uh, what you got going on these days. Well, we've got, um, you know, as I told you, we're, we're shifting into the multifamily. So we're, we're investing in multifamily and we're also investing in Airbnb um, properties. So short-term rentals. And that's our latest project along with our real estate. Um, you know, we're still helping uh, families um, buy, their, buy their first or second or third homes. Um, and also working with a lot of investors. Um, but now we've, we've kind of pivoted for us on the investment side. We think those are you know, two good asset classes to, especially now with the market to invest in for the future. So, yeah, I, I think Airbnb is still super interesting and I would love to have you back sometime to just focus on that. You know, we probably could talk all day if they let us, yeah. um, but, <laughs> yeah. uh, but, but all of those are all interesting topics. I think everybody is thinking about. Um, and yeah. I love, love your input on that. So uh, for today, we shared you know, a ton of stuff. And um, I know that uh, uh, we always, as a tradition, we always ask our, our, our guests to share one quote that they would like uh, to, to tell the world. And um, Michael, do you want to uh, you know, tell everybody what your quote is? Yeah, it's actually a quote that I fell in love with many, many years ago. It's, it's attributed to Theodore Roosevelt. And it says, no one cares how much you know until they know how much you care. And I think that's so true in life. It's it, you, you, you know, it doesn't matter unless you genuinely care about the person you're, 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 you're in a relationship with, you know, about that. Yeah. I mean, so true, right? Like if you care, then, uh, then you lead with that. Right. And it's, and it's about you, right? If you're my customer, it's about you. It's not about me. It's not what I'm, you know, I'm, you know, if I do my job, right. I'm going to get paid. That's why I got into this. But I have to make sure that, you know, your goals are met and, and, and what you want to accomplish, that's, that's my job and, and, and to help you achieve your goals. And it's servant. It's, it's all about service, service. And, and I grew up about, you know, servant leadership and being a servant and serving your community. And, and that's why I got into real estate. And um, for me, it, it was about just serving. And, and providing value to those around me and, and helping them uh, improve their lives as I improve mine. Uh, nothing could be uh, said better or a, a way to be in life. And uh, Michael, uh, you know, um, I know how much you care and I appreciate you. Uh, and I care uh, a lot about you as well. And uh, really uh, looking forward to all the success and all the people that you're going to be able to help. And uh, we, uh, Appreciate you for being on the show and uh, sharing all of your knowledge with us. Well, thank you. And thanks to everybody for listening. Okay. And last, and lastly, how can everybody uh, find you? They can, they can reach, they can go to our website, which is www.fernandezugarte.com or they can go to LinkedIn and just look for at Mike Ugarte. Okay. I mean, well, not have... LinkedIn, uh, I, uh, Instagram, sorry. Instagram. Yep. Yep. <laughs> at Mikey Carte. Um, I'll yeah. have those things in the show notes as well so that uh, people can find it. Uh, thank you again. And uh, 
wish you a, a great week and uh, we will talk soon. All right. Take care. All right. Bye. Take care, Leo. Bye. If you enjoyed this podcast, make sure that you subscribe to receive notifications of all new episodes and please give us a positive review. And if you want to hang out with us live, check out our YouTube channel where you can continue the conversations with me and our guests.